this just in. Court Cousins and the Six Man Show have agreed to a trade. Court Cousins sending out Jason the Peach Piche and an old bag of balls and bringing back Luke Sylvia and a studio light. Let's head to the Court Cousins to get their reactions. Hey, look, I'm shocked about this trade. Um, I thought Court Cousins was a 50-50 thing. I don't really know how this happened. Um, I'm excited to be going at least along with the old bag of balls because clearly uh, Kyle doesn't need the balls. He has a lot of balls uh, making a move like this. Um, he's always been wanting that extra studio light, so now he's got that. And he's got another guy that can be the uh, crazy dude, I guess. Uh, Luke's a good dude, nothing against him. Uh, but man, I, I guess I'm excited to join Jonathan in the six man show. Maybe we'll call it the seventh man show now. I don't really know how it all works. Uh, really disappointed. The studio is going to look pretty bare, buddy. Also, not sure what name you're going to go with when you just got rid of your cousin and your core cousins. Good luck with that. On to the sixth man. This move might come as a surprise to some, but the writing's been on the wall for a while. You just might not have seen it because it's so damn dark in this studio. Peach hates the light. He's like a vampire in that way. And, much like a vampire, he sucked the life from this show. Now, we're gonna have a nicely lit studio with a true creative genius and Luke Sylvia sitting across from me. At the end of the day, it's a business. And we had to make the best business decision for the show. And let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, it's an exciting new era of Court Cousins. Shit, I'm gonna have to workshop that name. Welcome everybody to Court Cousins, episode 37. My name is Kyle, I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, the handsome, Jason, the Peach. Wow. We've got a solid show for you, ladies and gentlemen. Solid. <laughs> I, again, expectations, setting expectations. Right. There was a lot of wet cement earlier, but it's hardened and it's now solid. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to check in with each other for our Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Peach will run down what I learned in the recent stretch of games. We'll scour the interwebs for your posts about our beloved Orlando Magic. Then we will step into the trade cage and do Peach's favorite thing, talk about hypotheticals. <sighs> <laughs> We're going to explain a new idea for the Court Cousins Championship, and we'll finish it off. You better not go anywhere for the large ending. For as unexcited as I am for Trade Cage, I am excited about this new format for the championship. So excited okay. to tell you about it. <laughs> All right. So we're on our way to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you haven't, please click the little red button. About half of you right now, you bastards, you haven't done that. Oh. It, would, it would be a great help. We only need a hundred more, Peach. We've been we've been on the march here for the last month. We're so close. Now we're a hundred away. We'd greatly appreciate the support. Hey, I, I'm grateful for the, those that have jumped on. We ha we have it's a amazing. huge a huge rise in the last month or so as yes. we've been asking. So we yes. continue to ask. Yes, and hopefully we'll reach that goal soon. Please, sir, I'd like some more. It'd be nice to reach the goal before we hit Orlando for Court Cousins night next week. That, that's month. kind of that's... my goal. I didn't want to speak it, but now okay. it's spoken into well, existence. That's what Can I Can you here. help us to reach <laughs> 1,000 subscribers before we're down in Orlando right. Thursday, February 23rd? We're going to yeah. be at the Pistons game for a Court Cousins night, Court Cousins gathering, whatever you want to call it. You can get tickets at fivo.me backslash Court Cousins. We're not getting anything out of this. This is just 
us getting a group joy. of people. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we're getting joy from it. Right. It's not like we're getting a cut or anything. This nope. is not like a money making deal for us. Nope. Uh, it's hopefully just a way that we can all come together, sit in the same section. The Magic have been nice enough to help us out if we're, you know, to go on the court after, cut down the nets, possibly get us some things to give away. We've already purchased some things to give away a couple jerseys. I uh, got some shot glasses, some socks, all types of things that we're just going to be giving away to free for free to folks that come out cards we, i'm bringing cards bring, yeah we, we'll have tons of stuff it's gonna be a good time we'll have some beers we'll go to the game fun was had by all i mean you couldn't have said it any better right there I, I it's a great opportunity for you to get in at a cheaper price that alone even yeah. if you don't feel like talking to us or you don't even watch the show that much just get in the game cheaper there you go there you go. Be a part of something. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. And Peach and I will be there for the Saturday game as well. Um, but that's not that's not a sexy deal like we have. And of course, you'll get in. A, we'll be filming the whole thing, so you'll be, be featured sexy. on an episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a full uni, so it's gonna be sexy. It's gonna be the white white legs. Are you talking about the special K? That's your that's your that's thing. my special. Yeah, that's a <laughs> <laughs> check out the last episode, and you may get some of that too, it's a different and gentlemen. <laughs> Play your cards right. Do it. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it, Peach. Mm. I know you're not excited about the hypotheticals, but you're pumped about the new Court Cousins Championship stuff. How else are you doing for the Chuma Ario KK check-in? Well, I found this uh, selection here of uh, Chuma KK guarding uh, Mr. Steph Curry. Yes. And as we've known from several memes and actually watching him play basketball, there's probably no man tougher to defend than Steph Curry. Uh, he makes you work all night. He makes you mm. follow him everywhere. And then he still yeah. drops 33. And yet still sometimes you feel like you did a good job. So th this is kind of me right now. I'm I'm just working. You, you know, are. I got, I got two jobs. I'm working some weird hours. I'm working a ton this weekend. Uh, but, you know, it's all about trying to get that paper uh, <laughs> in the ice making world. Uh, there's a small yeah. area of time. You know, it kind of ends in like March, April, May ish. Uh, if our team makes the playoffs, maybe it goes to June. But go uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Well, they're the Islanders now. Sound so. Tigers. <laughs> but anyway, that aside, yeah, I'm just kind of I'm in the trenches. I'm working. I'm showing up every day. And even if Steph Curry is dropping 33 on me, I know I'm doing the best I can. And that's what Chuma always does on defense, to his mm -hmm. credit. And that's kind of what I'm doing out here today. It's it's a couple months away from being able to like kick back, relax, and be a different kind of Chuma. But right now, I'm ready. Are you feeling okay? Are you feeling okay with all that work? Are you feeling overworked? Are you feeling stressed? No, I'm, I feel good with it. It's stuff yeah. I'm comfortable with. Right. It's not, okay. Nothing's being given to me that's out of the scope of what I can do and and willing to do. It's, it's it. maybe a little less sleep than I'd like some days. Mm. Um, and the sleep schedule gets off a little bit, but eh, you know. Okay, as long as I, you're okay, I'm I was going to say you're only young once, but I'm yeah. not. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a still a spring chicken, sir. Uh, all right, as long as you're feeling good, I'm happy about it because now that you're doing the ice for the Bridgeport Islanders, <clears throat> I mean Sound Tigers, mm. you know I'm trying to sneak in for them discounts soon. <laughs> Holler at us, Rocket Mortgage Arena. All right, how are you feeling for the for the check in? Is it? Uh, I have a a blue and aquamarine Chuma OKK mm. superimposed over an Alex Gray painting. Some of our psychedelic second cousins out there uh, might be more familiar with Alex Gray's work. He's definitely a kind of hallucin. Uh, 
not a hallucinogenic, but in a spiritual painter who does experiments with hallucinogenic drugs and things, and this painting is along creepy. those I can't lines, look at this picture. It, it is a little creepy. It is a little creepy. <laughs> but I had I went to a spiritual retreat this past weekend, and I definitely had a come to God moment. Uh-huh. I saw, I saw God in a different way. I saw some shit. And I tried to bring it back. I tried to have the breadcrumbs lead me back and so that I can access that place whenever I want. Yeah. And I, I think I was doing a better job. It gave me a little bit more gratitude, although I just got into a fight with my girlfriend about the laundry. So I thought I was enlightened. Can verify. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. But it was still, you know, it helped me to realize that that was just a silly fight. It, hel- it helps me to really appreciate um, the things that I'm grateful for, number one, my mother and my father, and then my family, you, my lady, Nadra downstairs, even when we fight about laundry, mm. you know, it just makes me, I, I see having that experience this weekend, put things into perspective a little bit. And I think that it's good to have those experiences throughout the year. If I can kind of recenter myself, because I mean, you know, more than anyone else, you're working nonstop. And in teaching, it gets really stressful. It gets going, and mm. I need to kind of take a step back sometimes and reground and recenter. And whatever that might be for you, you know, for right. Alex Gray, it might be some hallucinogens. For someone else, it might be going to church. For another person, it might be a meditation retreat or doing some woodwork. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, I hope you're finding it out there and finding some balance and some centering. Mm. Well, you need balance and centering when you work with children. They're some of the worst people on the planet. (laughs) And that's your job is literally trying to teach them every day. And I I have to interact with children at my job way less. I couldn't imagine doing it any more than I do. If you're a coach, if you're a teacher, that's true. uh, If you're leading young people down a good path, you're a better human than I am. No, I think the teenage boy (laughs) is the worst version of human on the face of the planet. And I forgot, Peach, we got to talk about some of the best humans. I just want to shout out really quickly. Oh, you forgot about our... So our Patreons. Our Patreons. Unbelievable. Our all-stars and second cousins. Omid Sabrkani. Sabrkani. Sorry about that. Rafael Perez. Breadhead. Al from the Ozone Pod. Matthew Bell. Dan Young. Yadi. Bernie Pichet. Gloria and Damien. Connor and the Polish Wonder. Oh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes! Yes, the Royal Rumble's coming up soon, so that's... Uh, that's fantastic. That's shout-out. I was wondering when that shout-out was going to be coming. That's a it's big been one. on the list for a while. Okay, though. that's I big. Was, I was waiting till Royal Rumble season. You know what? I think you just upgraded this show from solid to above average. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to re-moisten somehow, <laughs> but... <laughs> All right, now, Peach, run down on the road trip. You saw more of it than I did Mm. because your boy gets up early and was asleep, so I didn't watch a lot of these live. Did watch them on repeat. But tell me, Peach, what did you learn from the West Coast roadie? Well, first off, I learned that Golden State has issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Magic went in, got the dub there. Uh, Second, probably most important about this, what I learned is I learned how to record and post the post-game wrap-ups. He set me up here, and then I got (laughs) to do the Sacramento and the Portland game, so check those out on YouTube if you haven't already, Mm -hmm. and you want a little more detailed blow-by-blow of what happened in this game. Real quickly, I'll just say Sacramento is really good, and I know at one point on some version of this podcast, maybe it was live, maybe it was not, uh, I gave Darren Fox, I said, I don't know if you're not ready to be a star yet. Definitely is there now. Mark him down. Star. Probably should be at the All-Star game. He's nice. 
Sacramento's playing really well, and uh, they they put it on us. They, we just ran into a train that was going too fast to jump on. I like that you're able to admit your mistakes, Peach. You're Anytime able, you're that I'll call somebody your, out here, I want yeah. if they change my mind, I have no point. I have no problem saying you're right because the whole purpose about the hate that you're providing right. is to make them great to motivate. Yeah, to, yeah. Okay. Even though in this case, I'm pretty sure Darren Fox did not see that and was already like, hey, idiot, I'm balling out here. You watch. And after I did it for like another month, I'm like, all right, you got me. <laughs> so you just hated on yourself a little bit there by saying that he's not watching this pod. Was that to motivate you on the pod? Are you doing some self-hate to motivate right I now? I mean, no, not really, because I don't think Darren Fox, I don't think we're in his... He's we not are. in our demographic. We are. I don't think he's going to watch it. Well, he's now. a Kings fan, so when he probably watched your wrap-up, dude. I have, well, I've met some decent... I've started talking to some people from the Sacramento community as a result of that wrap-up. Oh, all right. Actually, some good folks. Hell yeah. I like that they light the beam. Yeah. And they're in the Western Conference, so I really don't have any beef with them. Um, go Kings in the West, I guess? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you can't like you can't hate a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in 16 years. You I just, could. Well, I okay. choose not to. Okay. All right. <laughs> don't tell me what I can. Don't tell me where I take my hate. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, the next game, Portland, they're good as well. But you could tell the Magic were on a mission. This was the second game of back to back. You could just see mm-hmm. that little fire, like getting their ass kicked by the Kings, kind of was like, hey, we're not this team anymore. Yeah. You know, like that's the team of last year. And a little earlier this season, it would happen occasionally. But I like that we bounced back with a good game and a good win. Um, fourth quarter, Franz was there taking over. Oh, yeah. And it was just one of those games that it's like good to see the team respond on the road trip, right in the middle of it. There, You had no reason to bet on the Magic in this game to even cover the spread. And yet they went in and got it done against a good Portland team. So that was really great. And then against and then in these next two games, oh. almost uh, oh. similar, right? Tough. In yeah. both of them, losing them both close at the end. Uh, real quick on 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 Denver, Jokic. Mm. He's so smooth, right? Yeah. And, and his just talent level is just outrageous, which is why he's won these MVPs. Because you look at him and you're just like, that's not an athlete. If you saw this man, aside, aside from his height, there's no way you'd assume yeah. this guy could even be in the league, let alone be its MVP two for two years running and you know potentially a third with the way he's playing. I have to wonder if he had the kind of work ethic that some guys have to to make the NBA, whether he could be even greater, right? Like some guys come in the league and they're just blessed with talent. Right. And they can just kind of coast by with the talent and they don't have to hit the gym all the time and they can kind of do what they want and they're good. See, like, you know, Luka Doncic has talent. Yeah. But his he looked a little sloppy and everyone would pick on him about it. And then the offseason, he's like, oh, I'm going to hit the gym. And now he's he's killing it at another level. Right. Like Giannis had talent. But man, that guy got in the gym, worked, created, made himself into a completely different dude. If you look at guy, this guy in his rookie card yeah. to what he looks like now, he's a different human being. Definitely. right? So he went in, he put in the work because he had to work. So you, sometimes if you have that combination, that's what makes a true superstar. But Jokic's talent level is so good. <laughs> work ethic, be damned. So you're implying, I'm just this nice. You're implying he's never been to a gym. I know he walks through them on I, the way to practice. But <laughs> Someone told me once that you asserted that he the man doesn't even carry his own groceries that's Prob- probably probably uh, those arms probably not probably not but you know he doesn't need it he's blessed dude. he's blessed he's talented the serbians are gonna get on us again dude no man i'm i'm giving this guy a compliment i'm saying okay. he might be the most talented player pure talent i've ever seen 
Mm-hmm. Other guys have to do a lot of work ethic or add some combination of the two to get to and stay where they're at. And I'm mostly just seeing talent. He's not fast. <laughs> no. Right? He can't jump. Like he doesn't have a lot of the same like yeah. talent level things well, you would expect why, out of yeah. player. It's not just a looks thing, it's, it's an actual skill. production thing. Well that, like, that that's why I'd flip it. I, I would say he doesn't have the talent, but he has put in the work to gain the skill. Mm, I think he's just got the skill level. He knows where his teammates are. It's all brain. Oh, he's just cerebral. It's all, it's all, he, it's all brain. He just, he's, yeah, okay. All right, that's enough Jokic talk. He's good. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> we knew he was good. Now I new level. Of now respect. you know he's gooder. Yeah. Uh, but this is another point to be made on those two games. We lost them both in the last second. Some people are like super bummed about it. I'm not. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, we're in those games. Yeah. We're on the road against tough Western Conference opponents. The last two games of that road trip playing well. You know, that's what I need from this team if they want me to keep watching them. Less of that Sacramento blowout stuff. And we saw a lot of those last year. I couldn't do a whole nother season of that. I like us being in games. We don't need to win all these games this year. I don't expect us to. This is the kind of thing that I wanted to see from our squad. We went on this West Coast roadie, playing tough teams in their house. We won two of the five games, and we were in four of the five games. Yeah. Love it. That's Mm -hmm. what I expected from this season. I know that's not a high expectation, but when you're doing a rebuild, this is exactly what you need. And to continue my thoughts on that rebuild, you're seeing not only us, we've known – Franz, Paulo, going to be some cornerstones. The league's talking about it. People in sports are covering, and they're realizing that Franz and Paulo is a nice one-two down in Orlando now, and they're talking about it, and we're getting on people's radar. That's part of a rebuild too, right? You're changing the mindset. You're letting everybody know Orlando's coming to town, not just an easy dub for us tonight. We're going to have to work. They got some dogs on the team, and they're ready to go, and I love that because that's that's the biggest part of the mindset is changing everyone else's opinions of what they see in Orlando. It's going to make free agents interested in coming. It's going to make people want to resign. It's going to make people start to take Central Florida with a little bit more respect mm-hmm. than just coming to check out Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and that's what we want, right? Like, We want to change that, that vibe, and, that, and I think it's happening. And this West Coast roadie really helped that, even though there's only two wins out of five. Take a look at those positives. There's a lot of good stuff to turn and look at um, to, see, to see what's good. So I I liked what I saw. I don't think there's there's anything else that I learned because that's it, Brad. All right. Well, R- thank you. Ring the bell. School's thank, out. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Heading home. Heading right onto Twitter, as the kids do, right when the bell rings, they take out their phones. Sometimes they're on it in class and you don't catch it. But. Well, I'd like to think I'm better than that, Peach. <laughs> All right? I'd like to think I'm like an assassin in there, a ninja, if you will. All right. No one's taking their phone out in Mr. Langit's class. I'm pretty sure you were doing some prep at work, but, you know. I guess it's okay for you. <laughs> Kids had a half day. Shut up, Peach. All right. Shut up, Peach. I to saw some things move around in here. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so much like the kids taking out the phones, getting on the social medias. That's Ooh. what we're doing right now in the social media roundup. Scouring the interwebs for your posts about our beloved Orlando Magic. And I've got to start with a big shout out to the six-man show. Had Nikola Vucevic on Magic Legend. And they had some... A really juicy question that kind of took off in the Magic community specifically, if Nikola Vucevic, actually all over the place, um, if Nikola Vucevic would ever reconsider a or consider a reunion with the Orlando Magic, and he said unequivocally, absolutely. And it's something not only that he considered, but it's something that he has been considering and something that has been on his mind that he definitely wants a return 
before the end of his career. Peach, I mean, you, I know you just talked a lot. You've got some strong emotions on but, this. But we're mid-season, and you're still playing for the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit It odd. feels like tampering that they even asked because these guys have a relationship with the Magic at this point. I don't know how this got – this just feels under the radar. Like, they somehow got away with this, and it's just out there in the zeitgeist. Uh, and it's it's amazing. It's, it's cool, definitely, that they, you know, get to have players on their show and talk to them about various things. Um I don't want Vooch to come back to the Magic. I guess I'm probably in the minority on that. I just this don't fucking see, guy. I don't see where he fits on this oh current squad. God. And like he's part of the old past and the, the losing past. And I'd just rather leave that behind. Uh, if he wants to come back, not, if he wants to come back and sign and then squad. retire just to that's, retire a that's Magic. Kinda that's kind of what fine. he was talking about. If that's, that's all what he's talking then about, then I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Oh, right. is, it's not coming back with this iteration of the Magic. We wouldn't have this the space for him on the salary cap and nor would we want it i mean oh, he, okay good well, I, think, I think we're on the same page no here. we're on the same page here yeah. i don't want him back for whatever it's going to cost like 20 million plus a year you know um 20 to 30 million i don't know what he's making on his current contract but it's not it, it's it wouldn't behoove this team although we could use the things that he brings some shooting and a good backup big. Well, he's got to take a huge discount if he thinks he's going right. to sit well, on our bench. That's why I'm saying it's not happening right. in you know in the next five years. But it's going to be that kind of if he in can the twilight him, of his career. Yeah, his last couple of years, maybe last year. Okay, sign with us right off into the sunset. I mean, yeah, lay on the bench, do some Robin yeah. Lopez shit, oh, chop yeah. it up with stuff. I'm down. Absolutely, come on back. Okay, but, we're but on the gotta, same page. It's got to be for way less, and not right now. No, like, yeah. we don't have. All we'll right. talk about it a little bit more in the trade cage, but we're not in the position to be bringing a guy like Vooch, who's about to get. This is the end of his contract. Gonna want a new contract. We're not in a position. Yeah, for he's that still right a capable scorer, right? And a big. Yeah, so someone's gonna pay him. Yeah, and it's just not gonna be us. So absolutely. All right. Okay, we're on the, we're uh, on the cool. Same page. I didn't think we were. I thought it was. I felt like it was a hot take because I felt like the mere mention of it, like people seem to get angry. But I'm like, all right, I just don't. Yeah, he's. On, I think he's on the last year of a four year hundred million. So he's making twenty five million dollars. He's set to make twenty two in the last year on his current contract. So I don't. I don't want to bark up that tree right now. No, I don't either. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do what he does for less though. I'll take <laughs> half. What do you say, Bulls? Uh, <laughs> Peach, always the humanitarian. Thank you so much. All right, next, this one is from our boy Mofongazo, mm. who often checks in in our lives, and we haven't done one of those in a, in a minute because of the crazy schedule. Hopefully we'll get on one of those soon. But Mofongazo has a, a nice uh, image here with rookies with 600-plus points, 200-plus rebounds, 120-plus assists, in those first 31 games since the ABA-NBA merger. It's our boy, Paulo Bancaro, in with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Mm. That's elite company. I mean, those two guys lit the league on fire when they came into the league, and Paulo is as well. I think the league is kind of sleeping and not appreciating really what Paulo's doing at the age of 20. You, there are a lot of statistics that are getting thrown around, but yeah. this should be like front page every time this guy is going out there. This guy, well, he is doing some unbelievable things, and not only that, just his demeanor about it—it it, it doesn't look the the moment has never looked too big for him. It's efficient. It's a some nights. Well, I feel like he's <laughs> yeah. good for twenty a game. You know right. what I mean? He's not like giving you any forty-five no. point performances you can that would it, make our current media because they're all like they want big time sexy plays. That's true. That's you true. know, but he's just efficient. 
And that's yeah, why well, I he's think not, it gets swept you keep, under the rug. You keep using that word efficient. He has, there are because some nights he when he's not. No, he's not always efficient. His, I, I mean, a, I don't mean efficiency you mean like consistent. a shooting. I mean, consistently. Yeah. In, in, he's you can doing pencil it. his number. You can yeah. pencil 20 points in the box score for him before the game starts. Sure. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Now, there's still room to grow, which is crazy in terms yeah. of the eff effective field goal percentage, his efficiency. You can tell he's going to get better shooting from three. He's had some nights where he's really spot on with that and some nights where he's horribly off. The playmaking, understanding where his his um, teammates are going to be. I think we're going to mm -hmm. see more even passing from Paulo. It's just what is impressive me, too, is how much he gets on the boards. Like it's not irregular, unusual for him to be either leading the team in rebounds or just behind Wendell. Right. And I didn't know he was going to be that dominant on the boards when he wants to be. And that's something that, along yeah. with the scoring, is just making for a complete player because that's really what this statistic is about. Points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah. Doing it all. Not just a one-sided player. There's a lot that's made. I mean, Jalen Green, was all, all everyone's all over his nuts from last year, may still be a good player. That guy's just a scorer. Yep. Like he's he could be a quote unquote star, but it's gonna be a star because he's averaging thirty. Right. Not because he's also assisting and rebounding. This guy is the all around player, the all around superstar. We have hit gold with Paulo, and mm -hmm. I just I couldn't be happier with the the way the future looks with this guy and our boy Franz. Yeah, I think what's maybe lost to some of the younger viewers, yourself maybe included. Mm-hmm. I see these little comparison things a lot where, oh, this guy is this and this and this. Listen, this is, this is Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Not only did they – they put basketball on the goddamn map. That's like, true. Their rivalry brought basketball to the forefront yeah. in college. And then, boom, they hit the NBA with two really good teams. Man, these guys were so dominant. These, I mean, these two are top five NBA players of all time for me. Like these guys were running the league when I started watching it and was like, wow, this is something. Holy crap, 80s basketball is fantastic. Showtime Lakers. So for Paulo to be in the conversation only with those two gentlemen, mm. I don't think anyone realizes how big that is. But the fact that he'll probably continue to do that over the next 31 games, like we said, that's what's impressive. Is he's just kind of doing it. And it's if people don't want to give him the media attention right now, that's fine. That's part of the growing too. It will come as our team rises. So let them sleep. They'll be well-rested to watch Paulo Donnelly later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next is from our boy, Jeff Weltgod. Weltgod writing with our... He just The post just says Markel Fultz. That's what it says. And we have a little image here of Markel with the Mickey Mouse uh, ears on and the hand. The Orlando Magic this season, at the time of this post, without Markel Fultz, do you remember this, ladies and gentlemen? Do you remember this? Five and sixteen. Mm -hmm. when that's when that was the episode where we're like, "What's Coach Mosley doing? Right? What's happening? What's going on? We should be better than this. We got to be winning with the guys on the floor." With Markel Fultz, ladies and gentlemen, eleven and ten. Right. Now, just one one game better than five hundred, but much more like where we thought we could be. Right. A 500 team in the East is in the playoffs. This graphic's really not helping my mention about how we wanted to be something more than just a place <laughs> that has Mickey Mouse, but <laughs> but stay with us. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of feel bad when they had this photo shoot like with the guys. I'm like, they really made them wear the yeah. ears with the. Uh, well, they're paying for the uh, associate hey. sponsorship there, so you know hey. you, you get to do stuff like this. 
And Mark Kelly, he he's he's got good spirits about it. We good may have to pay D- Disney just to be the magic. They may have registered Magic Kingdom before. You know, they may have that. Oh right? shit! We may have had to go through that. Maybe we're just trying to play nice so yeah, they don't come at us in in the in the core of law. Hey, it's all the, good. We put the hand on. We put the it's ears on. Disney, yeah, cool. We we love it. We love it. we love everything. <laughs> we love everything. Let's go. Yeah, let's we send everybody over to the games. I, in preparation to talk about this, I was you know jumping on Basketball Reference, jumping on uh, cleaning the glass, and just trying to look at the numbers because I like to see what the numbers say. You know, and and the numbers on Basketball Reference. They don't really pop out at you. It's it's nothing crazy. Twelve point eight points a game in, in the last eleven. You know he's got let's see six point four assists. That number has been slowly ticking up. Four point eight rebounds, um, shooting from three. Oh, twenty percent in the last eleven games. You know it's like those numbers don't yeah. pop. Um, on cleaning the glass, one that does look very sexy is the assist percentage, the percentage of teammates made shots that the player assists on. 31% of teammates made shots come from Mark Fultz okay. assists. That's top 3% in the league. That's the only number that I could really find. <laughs> right. The fact that you had to dig that far for the numbers tells you that those numbers don't mean as much as his actual just demeanor. Yeah. The, the confidence they have in Maybe. him as a ball handler. Right. Honestly, bringing the ball up court was a struggle for us when he wasn't there. We had to yeah, figure Franz, out, can we man. do it with Franz this possession? Paulo that possession. All right, now we got Cole doing it. Yeah. Like, he's just brought that solidified, I'm the starting point guard of this team. I got the ball. I'm going to make decisions. And it is hard to put a statistical category on that, even though you dug for a deep one and found one. I found one. But, but like, <laughs> it's really not about that. Sometimes it's not about the stats that you see on the back of a guy's card. It's what they bring to the squad and the team. And you can see by that win-loss record, it's positive. And even, I, I know there's always so much made about Markel Fultz not going to be able to shoot three-pointers, and that's never going to be a, a part of his game. Although this year he is shooting above about 32%-ish. Like he's making, he's making some of them, 35% at home. Like That's respectable. I'm good with it. it. It's not really about that. The way that he plays, the cachet, and the change of speeds. Mm. He throws defenses into fits the way that he's able to get into the paint and and to the, to the rim. I mean, he's finding open guys. He's learning now more where people are going to be. And I was a little down on, on him coming back. I think my my expectations were set too high out the gate. Mm-hmm. There has been there was a little adjustment period. Now they're hitting the ground running, and I am starting to see that Marco Fultz that I expected to see, right. where he can get twenty any night. His assists are going to keep ticking up. I'm expecting him to end the season at seven to eight at least, and the numbers will start to reflect what we're seeing on the court which is how he's facilitating this offense and just making everyone else's life easier. It's beautiful to watch. It is, and you didn't say anything about it, so let me just go ahead and give him a little bit of props on D. I love the tenacity that he has on D, Mm -hmm. trying to get in there, be active with steals. And one of the things I like about him is that you see this a lot with players where like, oh, I got blocked on this one end, or "Ah, I just Mm -hmm. just had a turnover. And they go back, and then they get a foul on the other end. trying Frustrated. Frustrated. They're trying to get it back. Mm -hmm. Whenever Kel does that, it works. Yeah. It seems like he kind of ends up balancing where you're like, oh, that's a bad shot, Kel. And then he makes a steal on the other end and gets a free layup. Yeah, gets the rebound and out you're of like, nowhere. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, just but, when I counted you out, you went and get, did something like this. But that's what like a team with a lot of young players is usually going to have those moments of frustration that build where, mm-hmm. oh, turnover, go down the other end, bad foul. Yeah, you saw it a lot last year. And it just it kind of snowballs, and it's how those leads get out of control, right? But Markel... 
finds a way to stabilize a lot of those times when things could get off the rails. And that's what this squad has needed. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. The next one, maybe many of you noticed what Lisa Wendell's glasses uh, noticed in the recent game. She says, I'm a straight female, but I am finding it hard to focus on Steele and Turner when the camera is on them during this Orlando Magic uh, versus Nuggets game. And it was on them a bit because there was <laughs> yeah. a challenge right as they were doing the uh, Is It Anything? And I'm pretty sure he got a buzzer. I'm not, I don't even remember what it was now because yeah. this was happening. But to be fair, this shot yeah. is not doing those justice. If I may. Uh, <laughs> you guys watched the game. You saw it. I'm just saying. It's milky, hard to ignore. Milky mommy mommy. It was hard to ignore. And it felt like the camera guys were like, let's make sure we get David in just a little bit more <laughs> of this. So, so they know what they're doing over there. <laughs> Lisa is a great follow. She's a hardcore Magic fan also. Um, and it was tough to watch this one, Lisa, with the lady. Luckily, my lady's very cool that mm-hmm. we were all joking around, but it was it was a lot. I think she made a comment first when we yeah. watched. <laughs> yeah. I saw it, but I was like, I'm not going to say anything, but but look at him. Yeah, then Nadja and then she like, said something that I was like, tits. I wasn't going to say anything, but look. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the type, that guy. He that's got, the type he got of, some good seats. And oh about, yeah, you know, he's, he's doing it right. Yeah, um, that's that's what you come here for, Court Cousins, ladies and gentlemen. That hard hitting basketball content. Well, you know, with some fun in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys watched the game. You saw that, right? Like, there's no way you didn't see that. If you didn't watch the game, fine. If you're watching a wrap up, right. you didn't see that in there. Yeah, if you okay. watched the game, you saw that. <laughs> There's always a, it's and if you're picking one to go back and watch, maybe that one. It was a good game. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another some more light hat carded content, some hashtag magic together content, Peach. Hey, more more just people in love at a basketball game. They're just bringing dates and having a good time. That that's what it's Let's all go. about. That's where we come together. So I saw I saw this from Tim Heaton. He wrote, I've spent days emailing with Orlando Magic trying to get on the kiss cam tomorrow against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to propose to my girlfriend. Sounds like it's not going to happen. Someone help me out. I need this. We like this. I retweeted this. A lot of people did. Oh, the the Orlando Magic bat version of the bat signal went up. <laughs> yeah. And Magic Together responded. <laughs> <laughs> that would be stuff, right? That, well, that'd be I, stuff. I'm imagining it as either stuff's face or maybe just the ball. But yeah. Either way. Okay. I'm it with look, it. The ball would look cooler in the sky, maybe. Yeah. I'm with it. And so because the bat signal went up and because everyone responded, Tim was able to get in touch with someone at the Magic. And he did, in fact, propose. Yes. And can confirm she said yes. Yes. Congratulations, Tim. Congratulations, my man. And way whatever your lady's name is, she's not mentioned. This looks like a lovely couple. Yeah. I mean, find you a girl that is cool with oh. you proposing to her in a magic game. Dude. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, it's, not, the lottery. It, it's not even like on my list of things I'd be looking for because mm-hmm. I feel like it's not, it doesn't exist yeah, because she, we live in New England. She, to be she's a rare one, Tim. Yeah. You found a keeper. That's for damn sure. Hang in there, my guy. Yeah, that is fantastic, man. I'm happy for you. Best of luck to the happy couple. All right. Now back to some basketball. Okay. The magic community, we've been a buzz with this news that Paulo Batero is relaying here. He says, legend has it, a giant 
who has not been seen for 892 days, played basketball yesterday. And he has an image of some long unseen giants. There's the, the uh, what's that one called? The, the not... Bigfoot? Bigfoot, Bigfoot, thank you. Sasquatch. The Loch, the Loch Ness Monster, mm. a UFO, mm. and then Jonathan Isaac dunking in a Lakeland Magic jersey. I mean, that last one is the one I'm least familiar with, to be honest. <laughs> uh, very familiar with the other three from various movies, and I've seen these pictures and photos before, but that last one. That, that that's, for, I'm, I'm sus on that. Are you, are you sure? Okay, well, maybe, well, God. He summed up what I was feeling on this day. The wife asked, what time are we going to dinner? Me, we aren't. Wife, why not? Me, unforeseen change of plans. Wife, wow, what is more important than your wife of 15 years? Me, with all due respect, after 15 years of injury, Jonathan Isaac plays basketball tonight. In dog ears. In dog ears, yes. Not not literally. That's a fact, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and this was it, man. I, you might have been like me when Jonathan Isaac was playing this game. I, I even forget who the opponent was. That that I was tuned in. I was tuned in. Hopefully, I, some of you, I'm sure, went. If you live in the area, I would have been there with you. It was our If we uh, were close by. Oh, that's right. It was the Westchester Knicks. What a tease. <laughs> oh, my God, if that would have been around here. But, of course, he wouldn't have been coming back from rehab on the road. But it was good to see Jonathan Isaac. He's now played a, two games, I believe, with the Lakeland Magic. Yep. Don't know if there's going to be any more stints involved. Um, I think, what, the first game he had, like, 15 points in 15 minutes. Yeah. Obviously, it's not about the numbers. Um, it's just mm. more about seeing what he's giving you on the floor. And it looked good, Peach. It looked really good. Um, we had him active on defense. I think the uh, the first possession that he was in for, he was harassing his opponent and caused a 24-second shot clock violation okay. because of his def- defense. Um, and then, man, saw like a, a couple. He went to this move, this turnaround jumper near the baseline. It was pretty, and it looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are very heartening signs. He had confidence. He was looking for contact. He wasn't shying away from it. He got to the line a couple times. Loved to see it. He did miss a dunk that would have brought the house down in the second half. But that's the thing that you did see. There's still some sea legs under him. He's got to get his his playing breath back. Sure. He was definitely a little gassed there at the end. And that's why he's doing these stints. But just to see Jonathan Isaac moving around, no nothing on the knee, mm-hmm. looking nimble, didn't look like he had any trepidation about any types of moves, although please stay away from the Euro step. Please stay away from the Euro step if possible. Um, he's not European, yeah. right? So he's no, no, not really allowed no, to do yeah, it. Yeah, but that's how he injured his oh. originally. So yeah. all us Magic fans okay. are traumatized. I don't mean that seriously. I think he will be able to have all of his offensive and defensive, defensive retinue soon once he gets it back and and we're filming this on thursday do you think we could see him tomorrow night uh, yeah he's just not going to speculate but <laughs> i told you i'm not i'm done speculating yeah. when this guy's coming back that's a <laughs> that is a date that many people have circled i, I it could it could happen and i i will be on the plus in, side interested it, to it's see nice to hear you talking about him again because he's yeah. not injured anymore right you have your rule about I not talking about injured players and now so i can't now talk can. about him i can't talk and about i see him. you're he's wearing playing. his jersey there no this is a tracy mcgrady you should get rid of the one still i still stand by that uh so the thing is about the g league is that like yeah. 
you know, RJ Hampton goes down there and drops 30. I know this. Um, so I understand he's still trying to get back to it, but mm-hmm. I need him to put up some of those kind of games. And yeah. he had a lot of dunks to get those 15 points. Those are high percentage shots. He did have that like one fade I saw, but like, yeah. you know, I wasn't like overly impressed by anything that wasn't defense in that Didn't game. make any threes to your point. But, you know, that's fine. He's just yeah. getting back to it. Mm-hmm. I, if he plays more games there to feel like he needs to get back to it, that's fine. People always say, Guys are blowing up and all this stuff, and it's like, well, aren't you? He's working out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not? Are you not ready? Like, like, how could you not be ready after this many days? Like, <laughs> like you should at least be ready. So, but hopefully he does have everything in his bag that he had before. He might as well try everything. Yeah. Because at this point, if he tries to do something and it's hurting him or causes him pain or injures him, then he just can't play basketball anymore. Like, he just need to give it. He just need to go. I mean, he's saying he's feeling good. I'm hoping I'm. it's looking like all signs go. We've got Jonathan Isaac coming back, feeling 100%. You know, how much will he move the needle on that our squad? I don't know. He's coming. He's going to be coming off the bench. I definitely know he's going to impact the defense day one. Yeah. But the problem on the bench hasn't necessarily been the defense. We're just not scoring any damn points. I'll say this. He's not going to hurt the team. No, definitely not. And him not playing and all the question and shit like that about it has been. Yeah. So at least that's, that's true. over. That's true. So I'm I'm and I'm ready. The but the thing we do need to slow down, folks, with is the conversations about him being in the starting lineup and how this changes Ooh. the starting lineup. That's hey, as much as I brakes. would love to see <laughs> I don't know, that's on the next one. <laughs> okay. I can't get to that yet. <laughs> um as much as I would like to see that, because that would mean we're seeing some amazing things out of John, J.I. Yeah. That's not this year. No, that, that's a next year speculation when we get Unless there. we have some injuries or something. Fuck. God. I mean, oh, it's a possibility. God. Look, there's wood here. I'll knock God. on it. Everybody. Okay. All right. He's knocking. We're Just good. saying. Like, We're good. It's possible. We're good. <laughs> All right. Something else great besides those milky, milky, mommy, mommy. Oh, wow. From the from the Denver game mm-hmm. was uh, was this piece. And I'll let you I'll let you go with this one because this one speaks close to your heart. All right. So, uh, yeah, you probably saw this. Uh, I believe it was at the end of the half. Uh, long pass from uh, Jalen Suggs to Franz for a possible buzzer beater that would have been pretty exceptional. Uh, your boy, Kobe Price, mm-hmm. uh, writes, is someone from the Denver Broncos at the Magic Nuggets game? Asking because they might ask Jalen Suggs to start for them next season after that full-court pass he made to Franz Wagner. As a representative of the Denver Bronco fan community, I yes. can say that I would be for a trade <laughs> that has Jalen Suggs to the Denver Broncos for Russell Wilson to the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Russell Wilson's a very God-fearing man. We have Isaac coming back to the team. They can be boys. They can hang out. I think this could behoove both squads. <laughs> and with that, let's now go into the trade game. If you thought that trade was insane, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> I think that one has more validity than some of the ones on our list today. I'm just saying that. That's nonsense. Jalen Suggs played football. Okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Russell Wilson never played basketball, though. He played baseball. He played baseball, though. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. You're you right. You can figure it out. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into the trade cage speculation, Pisha's favorite place. Before we get into specific players or potential trades that you all have been sharing out there and our patrons have been sharing on the Patreon, mm. just like to have kind of a, a more general trade deadline conversation piece. I'd like to pick your brain on, on what you're feeling here as we move into the trade deadline. I, you know, for me, I don't think there's going to be much of anything. 
right? We because we look at John Hammond's record, um, and to a certain extent, Jeff Weltman, and these are patient guys. They're yep. they're not they're not put they're not going out there and trying to make slam dunk right. stupid Rob Hennigan moves. You mm-hmm. know, trading Serge Ibaka for Demonis Sabonis and Victor Olby. That's not happening here. And I think I'm letting my excitement for this team get ahead of myself with how much potential and excitement I have for, you know, Franz and Paulo and Fultz and WCJ and and that core and even some of the other guys coming along. Mm -hmm. I think I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself in thinking that we're trying to compete right now. You know, like I want us to win right now. And maybe some of you feel the same way because it's been, we've been in these losing years for so long and we finally have a little taste and we're like, let's get some people to put next to Paulo and Franz. It hasn't been that long since you've been in the playoffs with the COVID shortened season. You're in the playoffs. Don't, I know, I know, I know. But, um, there's some time here, right? And I think the bigger danger is shooting your load before the party. All right, you don't want you don't want to make the move before your team is ready for it. Yeah, and I think that John Hammond and Jeff Weltman are the perfect guys because, as I said, they're not going to do that. Um, just a couple big markers. Uh, that's not. I don't know if that's the word I want. Coming up though, the big ones that we need to look out for are Franz and Paulo's rookie extensions, because as I see it, you know, those are the two cornerstone pieces yes i love wcj yes i love me some markel fultz franz and paulo are the guys all right and they're going to be up for max rookie extensions and unless john hammond and jeff weltman do some unbelievable trickery and magicianship they're probably going to demand those types of extensions because if we don't give it to them other teams will you imagine Mm -hmm. so Franz is coming up for his rookie extension in the 2025-2026 uh, season, and then Paulo would be a year after 26-27. So we've got... Feels like a long ways away. It is, right? It is. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make here is I want to go right now. I want to see this right. team start taking shape. Yeah, yeah. But we've actually got some time. We've right. got some time to figure things out. We have like a whole Jonathan Isaac rehab. Right. Of time. Away. Yeah. We've got that much time. Yeah. You <laughs> uh, feel how long that felt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that, that's a good analogy, Peach. That's how much time we have. And those max salaries, both of those guys are eligible for max salaries that command 25% of the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So when we sign those guys, that's going to be 50% of our cap. So in all these trades that we're looking at, I mean, <clears throat> that's assuming that, you know, one of them might take a team friendly deal to keep this squad running. May- maybe Franz, if his brother gets a- some of that, you know, maybe, but Paulo is going to be a superstar of superstars. People okay. are already elevating him to that level. Sure. You know, Franz, I don't know if get he'll the bag. have, I don't know if Franz will have that notoriety amongst the fan bases, but I think general managers are going to be ready oh, yeah, to throw yeah. the bag at him. Oh yeah. I'm oh, assuming, they're both going to get the bag. No, I'm assuming <laughs> both of these guys are going to going into this hypothetical exercise I'm assuming that both of those guys are going to command max rookie extensions, which would be 25% of our cap. Again, starting in year 26, 27, when both of those guys will have that, that's 50% of your cap. Mm -hmm. So when we look at these hypotheticals, 
I'm looking for two things, Peach. I'm looking for if we're bringing someone on right now, is it a contract? If it's a big number guy, and if it's a, like a legitimate, you know, kind of borderline star guy, I want his contract up around the time that these guys are going to be up for their money. Yeah. Because I don't want to give them up because of Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard or whoever people right. might hope right. and pray that is going to come to the Orlando Magic. Right. Because they are on veteran max contracts, which are mm-hmm. even more of a percentage of of a team's salary cap. And we just can't sustain it. With two guys that are going to command 50%, sure. Sure. we can't take another guy that's going to command 30%. It is noble of you to like be that concerned about things that far in advance i think that's the lens that we have to look at it through that's the lens they're looking at it through for sure but the fans and the reactions and a lot of the trade option people are not taking that into consideration well (laughs) it's nice that you are i'm I'm glad that you're realizing that i'm trying to you got to measure the expectations yeah but realistically it is possible to bring in a solid player whose contract ends before this period or is a guy we can move before that period and still have a good playoff run next season. Right. So anything is potentially on the table because of the length of time before those maxes kick in and take 50% of the roster. You know? Right. There's still a lot of chips to fall before we get to yeah, that Yeah, sure. So. And guys that are already on those extensions that we will talk about in just a moment, their contracts would be up by then. So right. if you want to go out and get a superstar guy and try it for two or three years... Go for it. You can roll those dice. Yep. Um, or the other side would just be trying to really build a little bit, which I think is more real, 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 realistic looking at John Hammond and Jeff Weltman and what they did in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It was a slow burn. Yeah, It was like add a piece here, get Chris Middleton when no one really knew who he was. Giannis is coming along. Right. We had Jabari Parker that time, and he was kind of the guy. Remember that when Jabari oh. Parker was the guy on the Bucks? Yep. And then – after they went and made their move for Drew Holiday. Right. And that kind of solidified it. Yeah. But that is, I think, two years off for us, you know? Like um, at least not this year. Giannis had Maybe already next. re-signed his rookie max extension, his his uh rookie extension. Yeah. I don't know if it was a max because Giannis developed a lot more slowly right. than Paul. I was gonna say Bonsai. in a way it's tough to compare that because they basically had Chris Middleton and Giannis become all-star MVP level players over like, you know. A course of two or three seasons. Yeah, it's not like they were high draft picks, and they, that's they the were just guys they just kind of acquired or got with a late draft pick that just emerged. And that's what we've not had in Orlando is, ah, can't we just hit on like a second rounder or can yeah. we have somebody just catch fire like that we pick up by accident in a, on a trade like a bull bull? Eh? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm just saying we hadn't had a lot of that, so some of those things are happening for us now, and that's feel better. But. And that's. What you see, Weltman and Hammond, that was the bull bull move last right. year that you brought up. Like they did that. That they got Chris Middleton. I was looking at the trade. I forgot where he came from, but it was like him and another guy sending out like Michael Red and like Pist- a second round pick. I like say Pistons, maybe Pacers. Yeah, Pistons. Pistons. That's who it was. Yeah, and it's like I didn't even know that Chris Middleton was drafted by the Pistons. I bet they're kicking themselves, right? But those are the types of moves I'm more expecting have. this year. Is like fringe guys that right. Weltman and Hammond think, hey, right. this guy can kind of develop maybe, and we're going to take a waiver on him. I think that's more what we're looking for. Somebody would have that would have had the hindsight to see Laurie Markkinen with the Bulls and be like, let's get this guy for nothing. Yeah. And then have him be all-star level player. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if that's out there. Um, and then the other thing I'm looking for in these trades is what Yachty brought up over on our, our Patreon community. He's talking about 
you know, the target teams. And he, he cited an article with The Athletic, uh, teams that are in rough spots, like the Bulls, the Timberwolves, and the Hawks were mentioned in that article. Although I think the ship is riding for the Hawks. They're getting healthy, and I think mm. things are moving in the right direction for them. But I, I'm looking at other teams like the Pistons, the Hornets, Toronto, who's underperforming, the Phoenix Suns, who are underperforming, Portland, who now finds themselves outside of the playoffs in the West, even though it's super tight there. You know, if they lose a few more games, do they think about blowing it up again? Um, those are the, the things that I'm really looking for in these trades. So should we get into some more? Or do you have more general trade talks? Uh, my only other magic thought on the trades is is comes from Stanley Swanson on Twitter, who mm. says, "Magic fans, I know we want to keep winning, yes, right, mm-hmm. but I need to stop seeing fan trades of any of our key players because you feel like we desperately need a superstar who's ball dominant." Now. I know you said you haven't seen a lot of ones that include. I've seen ones that include Franz and. Wendell. No, you fucking haven't. I have. I have seen them. Next time Pe- you people are me. silly, man. Please at me when you see you know, someone are, suggesting that we silly. trade Franz Wagner. But in general, just cut that part out mm-hmm. and go with that superstar who's ball dominant. We don't need to acquire that person no. right now. No, because we are trying to develop two potential megastars who I'd like to have the ball. <laughs> yes. So right. we don't need somebody else coming in that's like, I know how to do this. Yeah. Get out the way, rookies. No, we don't. You're right. So don't shoot for the moon and ask for these guys. Yeah, and the, the other thing I do want to mention, which we were talking about before, is I think we still need the same things that we came into the season needing. We need some shooting, and we need a backup big. And you... I, 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 I don't think feel the same on the backup big, but I can't. So how can you, you so you're J.I. is coming back. The Messiah. He's risen again after three years. It took Jesus three days. It took Isaac three years, but he's back, right? Is he not back? Well, he's not qualified as a backup big. You just told me he wasn't in the starting lineup. I'm talking about a backup five, and I don't think Jonathan Isaac is going to be a five. I know he's playing the five with Lakeland, but I don't know. We're he's seeing, not we're seeing that in this league, five is not as important as stretch four. That no, yeah. you're, and and you know fives aren't what they were a decade no. ago. They're not. There's not a lot of big bruisers, but I think between Isaac, Wendell, Moritz, Moritz, you like that? No? I like Ma- that. Bamba. Well, I'm assuming Bamba's leaving in our trade game. <laughs> but even if he doesn't, there's enough bodies there that I feel like, meh, we're good. We, I still I don't need us to go try to get swing for an Isaiah Hartenstein like yeah. we were talking about last year and stuff like that. I don't need a Miles Plumley on my bench or what's his name? Hold on, I need to delete one of these traits. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't need those guys. I mean, I just don't. A uh, Mason Plumley. Yeah, Mason, I mean, Mason, not Miles. He, Miles kind of older, but that is kind of the guy that I would like on the end of on the bench, like a big just a center who can play center and get rebounds because just a big white that looks been, like a thumb. Yeah, we've like, been getting get owned guy. on the boards on the on the West Coast road trip. Yeah. We we aren't rebounding as well as we should. I I need that. a guy who will really dominate the paint. Okay. I still think we want there, but I think we are agreeing that we need a two. We need a, That's a, a, number a one, scoring sure. punch. If a, a backup two. big comes in the package, all right. You're all right with it. Okay. All right. Let us know, ladies and gentlemen. Are are we crazy with that? You agree with the Weltman Hammond thoughts? Um, do you agree with our need? You know, what do you think we are? Our needs are on this team. Are you with Peach? Do you think we're good on the backup big situation? And do you agree with us where we both say, you know, we need a scoring too. We need some scoring punch. We need some scoring punch off the bench as well. Some consistent scoring. Okay, you ready to go into some of these? Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna start with our Patreons. All Hop right. over there if you'd like. Support the show. Buy us okay. a beer every month. I like these guys. All right. So we got Anthony Unwin. 
And he's suggesting... I call the, him Anthony Lose. Yes. That the Spurs may be trying to get worse and get in, steadily into the Wembenyana <laughs> sweepstakes. <laughs> I mean... And he's shooting to get worse. He's shooting for Devin Vassell, who's a young player, I think in his third or fourth year. Yep. For some combo of RJ Bamba and the Chicago pick. Mm-hmm. Um I would love that. I would love that. I know the pick could be, you know, Chicago could be anywhere in the top ten, or it could be ten to fifteen, something like that. Depends on how they play the second half of the year. But man, Devin Vassell. Is and I'm I'm not like a huge Devin Vassell enjoyer or watcher. I haven't watched much of him, but the highlights that I did watch in preparation for this, he can shoot the rock. He's shooting over forty percent this year, um, so that's like the ideal player that I'm kind of looking for. Anthony and I are in unison on this. Mm-hmm. If that package could get us a, a player with as much upside, because he's still young and he fits the timeline of this team. I'd be into it. Now, the only problem then becomes he's on a similar time contract timeline as Franz and Paulo. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if he continues to improve, then you have multiple guys that you got to sign for big money. But that's what I'm looking for. Devin Vassell, that would be a pipe dream. Please, please, please. Wow. I'm if I had to name Spurs, he would be one of the Spurs I would name, but I yeah. would call him Devin Vassell. <laughs> um, so I don't know a ton about him. Mm-hmm. I this doesn't seem like a crazy option bomba in Chicago, but I don't know. We already got a lot of young guys on our team. I feel like we could do better. But I I, I see your points. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit this one with the okay. I got the peach signs out over here. I may use them as, as I see fit, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I I mean most def- of these I'm gonna be passing on. But on this one, I'm like, eh, all right. I guess. I mean, Devin Vassell is a sure. really good player. Um, I'm looking at more highlights right now. He's definitely a great shooter, as I said, shooting over 40% from three. But he's got a lot of playmaking. And we've been encouraged to say Cole has made some strides in playmaking, but we still really lack that off our bench. And he could bring that. Let me just talk about the Chicago pick, though, for a second. Because okay. if that ends up being, what, a top three pick, it goes back to Chicago? Top four this year, top, top three next year. Top four this year, it goes back to Chicago. Teams might not be willing to trade that at the deadline, knowing they could lose it. No, they can't lose it. It just if it's in the top four this year, Chicago gets it, and we get, and it moves another year. It moves, it moves and back. then so the next year it's top three protected. Right. And if it happens after that, I don't, there's no protection. But see, on this it. year Chicago's not great, right? And if they have to wait until next year when Chicago's going to probably reload with could at least one piece or something here and be better, yeah, that picks value goes down. So I think okay. it's just something that they're going to consider. Our newest Patreon, Omid. Shout out you, shout out Omid. Shout out to you, homie. Thanks for joining. Much love. I love this. This is a pipe dream for me right here. This is a pipe dream. Omid suggested, and this 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 fits into the Kyle's criteria right now. Mm-hmm. A trade with the Suns, yep. who are playing worse than they should and kind of in disarray. Mikhail Bridges from the Suns for you know whatever we'd have you know whatever we'd have to send. I, I'd do a similar deal to what. We would do for Devin Vassell. I'd send one of those first round picks for a guy like Mikhail Bridges, and I like, I like this one. Have to send more, but. You, you might. I mean, because this guy he's averaging 
close to 40% from three, 37.7%. He has show, shot over 40%. So he's a great shooter. And not only that, but he was on the all-defensive team last year. So, But that just fits our DNA. I mean, Mosley, we love coaching up defense. He'd be a I, I do perfect like, guy to have. I like this one. This might yeah. be the one I see that I like the most. In fact, I wish I had made a two-thumbs-up sign. Yeah. I like Bridges. He's delivered in the playoffs. He's played in big yeah. games. Mm. He's even though he's sort of a younger guy, he's got some vet feel to him. He played for uh, Villanova, I believe, as well. So this guy's won when it mattered most, and that's something we don't have on our team. That's true. So I think he would bring a mindset and also this, you know, the defense, the three point shooting, yeah, those other things that we need. But he's not a ball dominant guy. I yeah. love this one. Yeah, yeah, and his contract is through. 25-26. He's on a four-year $90 million right now. So that's That's what? high, but we have some room a little if over we 20. trade what? some guys, and then it's right. over at the right time. So. Exactly. So we could we could move on Mikhail Bridges right now, have him for the extent of Paulo and Franz's rookie deals, and then if he really wants to make a lot of money, we can't... I'm sorry, sir. Right. We'll see you later. Sure. Or... Probably would depend on how he plays. Right. Whether he wants to stay, be a part, take him in, take right. him in, or you know, there's if a we're lot getting, of options. There. If we're this, getting deep in the playoffs and guys want, that's when guys. That's why this is so weird, Jeff. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's like there's so many possibilities that could change things. You know, it's sort of like when a butterfly flaps his wings, right? Like that whole thing, like yeah. some little thing leads to everything else. Like some other team may need this at that time and have this and this that they're willing to give away. There's so many things. And that's why the trade cage is just bizarre. But I do like the idea of trying to get Mikhail Bridges. I will say at least that. I don't know what it takes. So now we're really like shooting it. for the stars. I mean, that is shooting. That's not for really the shooting stars. for the stars. That's sh- and he's not an all star, right? You know, he's, he's all defensive. He's player. a good, solid player that the, the Suns would definitely want something for. But if yeah. the Suns feel like I don't know for whatever reason it's not coming together for us this year, let's you know make do with other guys in those places. Uh, they might be willing to move. The question is on the picks. Like, ladies and gentlemen out there, let us know in the comments how much are you, how many picks are you willing to give up for a guy like Mikhail Bridges or Devin Vassell? The you know Devin Vassell is a, a younger player, but I mean you're going to have to include at least one first round pick and a couple probably probably, probably a couple of our players to probably. make the money work. Um, would you give two? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, as we're going through this, if I see somebody that I think deserves two, I'll let you know. I yeah, know we talked a little bit off show about like Bradley Beal as a name. Yeah, yeah, I would consider that. He's not coming up, I don't think. Bradley I know, Beal. but that's why I brought it up because yeah. I feel like I would consider that for him. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of other guys that I think are actually going to get potentially traded that would be worth two. I might have one here coming up in a minute. We'll see. So let let's get in. We're gonna we're gonna name this one the Toronto Raptors segment. This is gonna be the Toronto Raptors thumbnail. What can we steal from them? Okay. So well okay. Start with you wanna start with the Fred Van Vliet nonsense? <laughs> Do you wanna start with that? So sure. we got um we've got Mavs draft at Mavs Draft, who is now changed to Mavs slash magic draft. Yes. Which is pretty cool. He's yes. from the Orlando area, but then he moved to Dallas and he's um, you know, big in kind of the podcast communities and basketball community. He's been Mavs draft the whole time I've seen him, but now he's back on the Mavs slash Magic draft. I think he sees the tides are turning and maybe he can get some more eyeballs on his account with the Magic in there. He says, 
This says more about the Magic getting ready to consolidate a guard than it does about Fred Van Vliet for me, in my opinion. If they sign Fred, there's zero chance of all Fultz, Suggs, and Anthony return next year. And I'd be shocked if Orlando can win a free agency battle over Phoenix. And this is him replying to a report that the Suns and Magic have emerged as potential free agent suitors for all-star guard Van Vliet, league sources say. Well, based on the Suns' interest in Fred and our interest in in Mikhail, maybe, maybe we pick him up and swing him. <laughs> we work some sort of three-way deal or something. <laughs> All right. Um, that's the only way I see this working out. I don't really want Fred Van Vliet on our team. I don't know why people would do. I, I don't. I also don't yeah. think the Toronto Raptors are underperforming, as you said earlier. I think they're a team of average dudes. Right. I think they have Pascal Siakam is a very good player, mm-hmm. and I think Fred Van Vliet is a very good player. They haven't been good since Kawhi left. Like, like uh, championship-worthy yeah. good. Well, yeah, sure. but they, I think, So if you're not championship-worthy good, then you need to make some moves to get championship-worthy worthy good or have young players develop. And I don't see them having a lot of young players that are going to take the league by storm. Scotty Barnes, the most overrated rookie of the year ever. Well, we can agree on right? that. He's definitely not going to be the Kawhi this team would need to win a championship. So they need to make some moves of some sort. But yeah, they are underperforming piece. They're definitely underperforming. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet have both been all-stars. That's two starting all-stars. But you OG set the bar too Anunobi. high if you think they're over well, underperforming. I mean, but looking at that team, it should be a solidly a playoff team right now. OG Ananobi, who's a very good scoring, you know, defensive scoring and defensive three. I know we don't like Scotty Barnes, but at least he can be solid on defense. Oh, he's not. We're gonna a talk player, about Gary no. Trent Jr. in a second. They have a really good rotation. Um, and there's no reason, honestly, that they should be in the 11th seed. They are underperforming. The Bulls are ahead of them. The Pacers are ahead of them. The fucking Knicks are ahead of them, dude. They oh, are sad. underperforming. They right. are. Okay. I mean, maybe not massively from our perspective. Okay, I all. have them as a, yeah, like a nine. Yeah, right. They should be in there, though, but they're not. They're out. They're okay. out. We're we're only three games behind them. So that's Yikes. that's underperforming for them. I think their fan base is looking for some more cataclysmic moves here and and making some changes to shake things up. So that's why there's all this Fred Van Vliet talk. You know, that, that means if Fred Van Vliet, he's a starting point guard. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy you'd want to keep. Yeah. They should keep Siakam and and Fred and move the other pieces. Well, Fred wants to get paid like an all-star and I just paying an undersized guard. I mean, he, he doesn't shoot that great from beyond the arc. I know he's got some dog in. He's got We've a lot of dog. We've already got a lot of those guys on our yeah, team. Yeah, we, we, Cole Anthony is Fred Van Vliet adjacent. Like, he's yeah. the same player a few years behind. I don't want anything to do with Fred Van Vliet and the number that we're going to have to pay to get him because I think this is the last year on his contract or maybe mm-hmm. one more, and then he's looking for a multi-year bag. And right. I do not want to get involved in that at all. Right. But again, let's talk to the Suns about a three-way, see if we can do it. Well... We're going to talk about more Toronto Raptors right now, Pish, because Wendell Carter Jr. <coughs> Wendell Carter Jr. posted a happy birthday post for Gary Trent Jr. with a heart and fingers crossed emoji. You see what I'm doing here? You see what I'm doing there? So Trent, um, Gary Trent Jr. is a player that I think would be great for this squad at Lil Penny also agrees. He says, please bring me Gary Trent Jr. Peach, what do you have there? 
Pass. Pass. Okay. Well, you shouldn't be. I'm gonna have to Google him right now because I've seen be. him come off I'll their bench, but he's him. not impressive. I'll, he's, ugh, dude, you're. He's in the second of a third-year deal for $51 million. So if you get him, you have him for one more year, and then that's around $18 million a year. That's okay. like kind of where his – we can rock with that, right? It might be – you might consider it a little bit of a lateral move with, Gar- with Terrence Ross, but it's not. He's he's definitely – he's uh, younger than Terrence Ross, and he has much more off the dribble than Terrence Ross. And lately, he's been a better shooter because Terrence has been kind of cold and inconsistent. Now – I like that piece moving forward. I think that's a good piece to have off the bench as a six-man type of guy, If Gary, especially if Gary Trent Jr. and WCJ seem to have a relationship. I don't know exactly what the connection is there, but that would be awesome. So, Well, they played at Duke together. Did they? Well, Gary Trent was a, played at Duke, so okay. I'm guessing they played there at the same time. Oh, or? so that would be – that's why the fingers crossed. A reuniting, get another Duke player, piss Peach off even more. Oh, that's just the the ribbon on top for me. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't like him. It's also because he dropped 28 randomly out of the blue uh, on the Bucks the other night. But, uh, yeah, it seems like he is a little bit Terrence Rossi is what you're saying. But I'm not yeah. a fan of the Terrence Rossi style player, so that's why I think I'm just – he's not on my radar at all. Like I, He's just a guy that's in the league. Let him be on other teams. If he's on my team, I'll root for him. But, like, he's not a guy that I'm like, oh, I got to go get Gary Trent. Okay, we got to get this guy. I think that's that's the exact player that I'm looking for. Okay. A, a, a shooting guard. The contract stuff score. makes sense. I get right? that. Yeah, he's like fitting in nicely. Um, it feels like it would just be a trade just to make a trade, like just to say we did something. Uh, but I I, it would be an younger, upgrade over Terrence. Right, so exactly. In that aspect, I guess. Yeah. But I was hoping for like a better upgrade from Terrence. Uh, okay. You like really don't like better, the like Raptors. Peach doesn't like the Raptors. I think we're I, Well, that. it's not that I don't like the Raptors. What about OG Ananobi? It's the whole city of Toronto. Screw <laughs> you, Maple Leafs. <laughs> no, no, I just I just don't think they're they're built well. I think they're coached well. Yeah. I do like Nick Nurse as a coach. I think that's part of the reason they have anything going at all there. Okay. They just seem like they have a bunch of mid dudes. Well, let's get some of those mid dudes over to us. I would love to have OG Ananobi at Sweet Kai Sweet Chin Music from Ben here. He's suggesting some trade that <laughs> sends Suggs and Bamba for OG Ananobi and Malachi Flynn. Now, that's not happening, Ben. You're going to have to include a bunch of first-round picks to get OG Ananobi away from the Toronto Raptors. That's a guy I'd probably be willing to give up two first-round picks for. Um, I love the idea of having OG, Franz, and Paulo Two of those guys on the court at all times. I love that. And Peach is hard passing. Okay. The pass, the pass got stimulated and is now hard. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think we could st- we could work out with the Toronto Raptors? They have some interesting Stay away pieces. From the they have some interesting pieces, Peach. And fa- and folks out there, second cousins, let us know in the comments of this Toronto Raptors segment. What do you think we should get? And how much will we have to Unless give up? Unless it's a draft pick or Siakam, we are not interested in anything the Toronto Raptors have to offer. Don't listen to him. Put it in the comments. <laughs> okay, Peach, maybe something I can get you excited about. Another team. Your favorite player, Pat Beverly. Oh, Pat Bev. This one was, uh, it's posted by Orlando Magic HQ, but many of you probably saw Barbie Marx's extensive rundown of all the potential trades for teams. He suggested just pretty much a swap of Terrence Ross for 
Pat Bev and the second round Bulls pick from us. I'm for that. Yeah. I'd rather have Pat Bev on the team than Terrence Ross. And if a second round pick is the kicker all day, that doesn't even seem like that would work. It it, it would work. But um, the only thing is, but I don't see why the Lakers would want to do that. Well, they, they get more shooting. They get more shooting. Well, actually, no, Pat Beverly has been Bev's a, damn a pretty good, good shooter. Man. He's been a pretty damn good shooter. I don't know a, what Bobby Marks, whatever you're smoking, dude. <laughs> I'm not really sure why a, a guy that that's like here. in the media, right? That's going to post stuff that like should have a little more credibility. Yeah, this seems like a fan theory on Twitter or like uh, it's a very lateral. Like it, yeah, it, it seems like you're kind of just swapping. No, no, no. This is a this would be good for us. Yeah, Pat Bev is a dog. He's a fighter. Yeah. He's well, but he, this I don't. Where's his contract? His defense is way better than Terrence Ross. So you want to compare them on offense? They're somewhat comparable uh, on defense he's insane yeah i mean okay the problem with that though and is that patrick beverly is just on a one-year deal for 13 million with the lakers okay. and he's an unrestricted free agent so you're just so you're just giving, giving him for the rest of the season because yeah. t ross is going to be gone after the season as well his potentially, contract is up potentially so you get something for ross you get a chance to bring in pat see if he can in- inflict some of his you know some of that juice, some of that juice into the uh, team. Get the he might be in he might be invigorated by playing with it. those young guys, and then decide I'm going to stick around and be a part of this. He could start as our two right now. Yeah, I still, I, yeah, I don't know. I still love Gary Harris, but well, I love me some Harris too. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's a possibility, right? It's he's a, on the team. It's you're, you're Terrence Ross a, isn't going to start for us. You're making me he slightly would. more intrigued. You're making me slightly more intrigued, but what's well, low know. risk? For it us. is it is low risk. You're but getting rid of something that you're gonna pretty much lose anyway. Yeah. It just seems And we not? don't really, we haven't done much with second round picks anyways. The Bulls pick though could be a you know top top part of the second round. I won't tell Caleb Houston that you just said that. Well, hey, no, I love I love I was <laughs> I love that we actually used the second round pick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he was the first. Wasn't he the first pick of the second round or uh, he was near up the there. top, yeah. Yeah, he was up there. And, and I think the Bulls pick is probably going to be up near the top of that. So it's not a bad second-round pick. That's going to no. be a pretty good second-round yeah. pick. I love it. And I don't know if you do that just to have a chance of maybe wooing Patrick Beverly to stay. He's already 34. What, are you going to get two more, given on a two-year contract? That that would work with the, with the timeline. That would work with the timeline of what we've been talking about with the contracts of Franz and Paula looming. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Bobby Marks smoking that good good um, and just off his rocker on this? Or does this make sense? Are you kind of leaning now? Is, is peace swayed you into thinking that this could be a viable option? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I was really cold on that, and you've kind of turned me around a little bit. I like to warm people up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We've got a few more. We've got a few more. Here we go. Um this one, Peach, you you took this one from shout out to at O Town Wander Fultz. This guy has been posting a potential Orlando Magic trade that, as he says, Weltman will probably never do mm-hmm. every day for like the past month leading up to the trade deadline. And this one here is between ourselves and the Clippers. We'd be sending out Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba, and RJ Hampton, and we'd be receiving. Robert Covington, Luke Kennard, and a second-round pick. How are you feeling about this one, Pish? Before I give my thoughts on how I feel about it, I do want to say I commend him for doing this every day. Yeah. That's fun. 
Yeah, because yeah, it does. I've tried going into this trade thing, and sometimes it's just hard to make it work, right? <laughs> like it's tough to put the right guys and the right money and the right picks and stuff and have it actually go, ha, this would work. Um, so, you know, props to you for getting in there and doing this every day. But, no, I don't like this one because I don't like Luke Kennard. I don't know a lot about Robert Covington, but I can't believe yeah. he's not Robert Covington third. And I'm he just – it's it, – I don't know. I don't know much about him. I, I'm not opposed to what we're sending out. I just don't feel like what's coming back is exciting me. You know, like I'm not like amped to see. I'm not ready to buy a Luke Kennard jersey. I'm not. You know what I mean? You're I'm not. not fish? No, I'm not. I'm just not ready to like. I what, don't know. What yes. do you mean, dude? This is exactly so what we were talking about. I, I know Luke Kennard looks like he just walked off the court at the Y, but we agreed that we need some scoring punch from the two. Mm-hmm. And Luke Kennard is shooting over 40% from three, man. He's yep. one of the best shooters in the NBA. Good shooter. 14.4, three years. I don't know. Not not loving the contract. I'd like somebody that's a little more. 14.4 per year? I believe. I mean, yeah. just based on what I'm seeing here, that might okay. be what it is. I just want somebody who's a little more able to ship off or have their contract <laughs> run out sooner. I mean, I think Luke Kennard would be a great addition to this team. I, I would... If I don't think the Clippers would agree to this at all. Um, <laughs> no, probably not. Honestly, no, this, this is, I think that's the biggest hiccup here is that the, the Clippers would not be for it. The I guy mean, in the Clippers I want is Terrence Mann. He's not. Is he on the Clippers still? Is he, he not? No, he's on the Oklahoma City Thunder now. What? I'm pretty sure. I think you're thinking of Trey Mann. Oh, I'm thinking about Trey Mann. Woo, that's oh, a different man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I, you know, I like this trade because we're trading away two guys that you know Mobama has been getting DMPs and RJ Hampton's in the G League for two guys that would definitely be contributors off the bench. That's a huge win for us. We need some more scoring from our bench and and some shooting on this team. Yep. So this would be good. I think Wander Fultz, you're onto something with this one. I really respect too. I want to add on to Pisha's uh, accolades here for you. It was a great intellectual project. Like it was a good thought experiment to sure, do it every not, day. Yeah. It, it it must good have been times. fun. Thank you, sir, for your service to the Orlando Magic community. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly don't like everything that's going out. But since we're not going yeah. to use RJ Hampton, <laughs> might as well might as well let him go be used by some other team, right? That will actually use him. So ordinarily, I'd think RJ Hampton is kind of the what we're looking for almost, <laughs> but, but it seems like we don't want to play him or we've already given up on that project. So I might as well let him go get his somewhere else. And you like Terrence, man. I mean that, I think that's a pipe dream. This good. It is, it is, but yeah. I think we would get way less back. I think it would be like Terrence man. And then that would be about it. But I like him more than Covington or Canard as far as getting a piece back from the Clippers. But would you, know, you give up a pick for in that trade? I would give up a pick in that trade. I don't know if I'd give up all three of these guys at a pick for Terrence Mann, but I guess if that was what it took, I'd listen. He's a young player. He could definitely mature with this team. And yeah. he is, according to basketball reference right now, trying to get those stats up for Connecticut, shooting 36% from beyond the, the arc, shooting close to fi- uh, 60% effective field goal percentage. So this guy is no slouch. Don't know too much about his game. You know more because you stay up late. I was going to say, I've seen him play a, a lot. Guard. There are some games where he just legit can take over for the Clippers. He yeah. has the ability. So I, I think the Clippers for us. The Clippers could be in a sell mode, man. They Ever since they made the trades to get Kawhi and Paul George, 
everyone's been saying, oh, they're favorites for the championship. That you was said like, it at the beginning of the season. That was like three <laughs> years ago. Yeah, well, that I was just regurgitating things that I right. was hearing. You know, they do have depth, but all these, they're getting to the end of it where these older players that you love because they have the veteran know-how to get deep in the playoffs, they know how to win. The other side of that coin is guys can start to break down. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, we're starting to see some of that happen. You know, they, it's it's a little bit over the hill now for Nicholas Batum, you know, and Kawhi has been on and off. And Paul George always seems to be injured. So we'll see. I don't know if they're going to be sellers. It's tough because that their owner has more money than God. Yeah, so. I was trying to remember who was having the conversation that Kevin Durant commented on. It was an ex-coach. And they were talking about how guys used to play more. Yeah. Like they'd play all 82 games. They'd play back to back. That was Van Gundy, I think. Uh, Stan. It was yeah. Stan. Yeah. yeah, it was Stan. And it was a great take. And then Kevin Durant was like, ah, oh, Stan be spitting. And then Stan yeah. thought he was like talking shit because he doesn't <laughs> understand the lingo. But like he backed him. And it was like, yeah, man, guys used to just go out and ball. Like if you turn over any of those hoops 90s, 91 card and you see all the guys' stats, you'll see guys you've never heard of that played 80, 81, 82 games. Right. They played every day, mm-hmm. you know, and they just were always out there. And he was just questioning, and I think rightfully so, that like by not letting guys do all this stuff all the time, are they not getting tough enough to be able to handle it? And that's why they need to take breaks so much. And that's why guys start sitting because they want to be rested for the playoffs and stuff like this. You build a certain like hardness by doing something over and over. It, it ain't fun mm-hmm. necessarily all the time, but you definitely do get a grittiness and a hardness to you that I think more players in the NBA need nowadays. I think it would make you know a simple sprained ankle be like one game out instead of uh, three weeks. But that's I don't know. Maybe I'm speculating, but I just, <laughs> I just it didn't used to Dr. be like that, Peach. right? And it was a tougher yeah. game back then. Because every foul was hard, yeah. and you didn't get it. It wasn't a flagrant two, and you're kicked out. I mean, the game was more rugged back then, and they played more often. So now it's less rugged, and they play less. So it's like... Make it make sense. Make it make sense, exactly. <laughs> I like that Stan questioned it. All right, we got to step out of the trade cage, Peach. We're already at an hour and 20 on this show. It's a, it's a monster. It's it's definitely above well, average. the center of the show. Yeah. So, you can't hang a cage over the show and then not have it be the main event. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? What trades that we mentioned do you like? What do you think is off the wall crazy? Are there things that we haven't mentioned that you think the Magic should be looking for? Oh. Let us know in the comments. Unless if it's Zach, Zach Levine, just save that comment. <laughs> yeah. Right now, save it. We had it on there and I just skipped it because I knew it was going to get Peach mad. Good. <laughs> That's why I made the hard pass sign. Okay. <laughs> well, to pick your mood up from potential Zach Levine trades, which is, I think, just ridiculous because they just re-signed him, and I think that's their their player. But let's go to the Court Cousins Championship because that's going to put you in a better mood. Yeah, let's talk about it. Can you explain what, what your, your idea here is for the Court Cousins Championship moving forward? I will. So, you know, it was suggested by someone on YouTube comments, and I yep. forgot who it was, but... Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Uh, we commented on it, so it's under the last episode. Uh, an idea of us shooting it out somehow. Yeah. And I just love that idea, right? Like, we have... A, there's a hoop behind you, there's a hoop behind me, a little little Nerf hoop. Maybe that's the shootout. I kind of want to expand it. I want it to go a little mm-hmm. further. So each month, we'll okay. set up a series of bets that'll go for the whole month. So two shows. Two shows. And whoever wins of those five topics yep. will then have the advantage and be able to select what game we play okay maybe it's the mini nerf hoop 
Maybe okay. it's the mini Papa shot I have over here. Maybe it's us balling up paper and shooting it into a basket down in the kitchen. Some NBA jams one-on-one at the arcade. Anything. Okay. Anything's on the line, and whoever wins gets to set that advantage, and then we will also figure out some sort of a point advantage if need be. Like if we're going to do a free throw shooting contest over at the park, yeah, maybe you get two or three. We'll have to agree on it, but okay. there'll be some sort of advantage for the for the winner. And it'll involve us doing a little bit of extra shooting, maybe a little yeah. fun, but adding some actual element into it so that even if you don't win the bets, because, yeah. you know, one guy got injured or something, you can still come back and win it in the shootout. Okay. Because, you know, belts should be fought for and they should actually be something going on. So let's get active. Let's get out there. You'll see, ladies and gentlemen, who's the who's the Nikola Jokic? Who has the talent and who works hard? <laughs> and, and of the five topics, I'll present two, you'll present two, and we will take the other topic from our Patreons. Okay. So get on the Patreon and you'll select one of the topics upon which we will bet. And whoever's the champion of the time will select the line for whatever thing you choose. So okay. I think this is going to be interactive and fun, and I think the belt will stay on the side of the room. A little zany, which it's is perfect for us. Exactly. All right. It checks all okay. the boxes. I was I had a, little bit, had a little bit of trepidation, but I'm on board. I'm ready to go. This, this is going to be fun. It starts next next show. We'll, we'll have our, our bets out there. We'll lay them out. And then it'll go through and then i think our first shootout's going to time out so so we can do it in orlando so let's do it maybe maybe we can get maybe the magic you... to let us do it on the court oh. awesome. hey what if we don't cut the net down and we yeah, have a shootout shoot out first? real quick <laughs> <laughs> all right well stick around ladies and gentlemen for the large ending but again we want to shout out all of our all-stars and second cousins on patreon you make this show go omid Raphael, breadhead wally Al, Bernie, Matthew, Gloria and Damien, Yachty, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. And again, Court Cousins Night, Thursday, February 23rd. Magic are taking on the Pistons. We got club-level seats at a discount. We're doing giveaways of exclusive team gear. We're going on the court after the game to cut down the nets. Fivo.me backslash court cousins. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been putting it off, please get those tickets now because the way, that, away. The, way that the app works is it needs its congregating a bunch of different groups that might be going that night. Okay. So we need our group to get in early so it can seat us in the right in the same section together well uh. in the same seats because it will just say the section and the more people that come in then it will give us the seat numbers all right so we need you to get in now so we can have the best seats together oh and that will also give us more leverage when we're talking to the magic about potential giveaways so if we're going in to the you know a few days before Thursday, February 23rd, and there's only 10 of us that have bought tickets so far, but then, you know, a bunch of people buy afterwards, that doesn't give us the leverage leading up to the show mm. to be like, hey, give me a signed jersey. Give me a sign. You know, can, what can we get? What can we get? So we, we need that negotiating oh, power. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I like the idea of us somehow having leverage over a professional teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a part. It, you know, they're partnering. They're doing us a favor. But again, yeah. getting in, getting your tickets. If you plan on going, please get them now so that we can coordinate better with the Magic and with you and set up everything for that night. It's going to be dope. Cool. Let's do it, Peach. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how much more I have to green light this project. All right, well, cue the music, Peach. We're going into the large ending. Peach, uh, one of your uh, most hated teams, if not the most hated team, the Grizzlies are the hottest team in the NBA. They've won 11 in a row. You're, are you softening your stance that they'll be humbled in an early exit in the playoffs? Uh, no. No? I still okay. want to see it happen. I don't know if it'll happen early. 
But I think yeah. even a second round would that, be a real yeah. disappointing one for them. I'm considering second and round early could, for them. I think that could happen. All right. Uh, what do you think of this jersey? I got to get it. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. That is sick. I've been watching it all game. That thing is freaking dope. It's got the Expos colors in there. Uh, a, a nod to the Montreal Expos. That's why Peach is a, a Nationals fan because he followed the, the Nationals from Montreal. That thing is sick. This is number one pick, Yurov Slavskovsky. So this got is the Paolo right? Bancaro of the, yes, he did just get in. Yeah. Uh, but this is the Paolo Bancaro of the of the Montreal Canadiens. And That's another sick. reason I like this is inside the, re- the reverse retro, it actually says 1979. Is that when the Expos were formed? Oh, it's also when I was formed. No, the ex- <laughs> the Expos were formed before that. But this is they wore light blue in '79. Oh, uh, okay. So it goes back to '79, but I was formed in '79. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Next one, pieces. You? No, no. That I just was asked me. you about the jersey. Okay, Cowboys <laughs> are playing the Niners this weekend with a day less rest. This is a lot has been made of this. Peach, is this a foul play here? Yeah, I don't love a Monday night playoff game. Yeah. I feel like that was unnecessary when there's a perfectly good Saturday and Sunday that can have three games each. You know why. Cha-ching, but yeah, something cha-ching, happened. Cha-ching. I don't think the one day less is going to really kill them because they did give them the latest slot on Sunday. Okay. But I don't love it. Yeah. It's not fair. Caleb Houston went down to Lakeland, mm-hmm. and he dropped 24. You think he's going to be down there for the rest of the season now? I think it will depend on what happens at the trade deadline. I think he should be if we don't have any like drastic moves or we don't send out more players than we get back. I think he should be down there. We need him to get some burn. He's going to be a, an important piece potentially uh, in the next few years. So let's let him work on that shot. Agreed. Let's do it. Um, Peach, hmm. the Royal Rumble yes. is around the corner. Who do you got winning the match? Well, the odds makers may tell you to vote for Cody Rhodes. Yes. But I'm going to tell you right now. It's Sami Zayn from Montreal. Sami Zayn. Okay. It's going to be good. All right. Put your money on it, ladies and gentlemen. You can bet on the WWE now, right? Uh, There are ways to bet on it. Can you bet on the People who are not sponsors of the show yet. Okay. So I won't mention (laughs) that. (laughs) But it is possible to bet on on that stuff. Uh, What are you looking forward to? We're about a month away from going to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're doing great things with the show, and we're going to see magic games. But what else about this trip are you looking forward to? We've yeah. talked about some some possible things. Besides, besides, I mean, I'm I'm most looking forward to hopefully engaging with some of these folks that I've been talking to online and haven't been able to press the flesh yet. Pumped to see Yachty down there. We got a Jose Alvarado from our last card cousins numbered yeah. for him. Um, check out the card cousins box opening. See if we got a Paula Bancaro. <laughs> We did. Go check it out. Um, but other than that, I want to go back to that awesome card shop. Yeah. I'm really pumped about that. And let us know, ladies and gentlemen, in the comments, like what should we, we've you know been going down to Orlando like once a year for our lives, not every year. But so like, we don't really know. We're just dropping into your awesome city and then kind of getting out. Right. What are the, the haunts that we need to really check out that only that the true locals know. Has anyone been to Star Wars World? Is it good or not? Let us know in the comments. It yeah. is. We are debating it. It is a possibility. Yeah. Possibility. Huge Star Wars fan here. Peach is a big fan as well. But I don't know. It doesn't look worth it. Is it? It doesn't seem worth it. Please tell yeah, us. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I not need, sure. I need to know. All right. Yeah. I, well, ladies and gentlemen, may the force be with you. Ah, and also with you. <laughs> until, <laughs> until next time, it's been real. Thanks so much, Second Cousins out there. Peace. Thanks for coming.